Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Soul Diving Sunday Show, featuring transformational life coach Shelley Wizen and your hosts Lisa and Nancy. Hey, everybody! Uh, today we're going to go look at the ghosts of the past. We're going to dig into the skeletons in your closet. Yes, we do know what happened. We do know what you did. I'm just kidding. Today we're going to unveil the burdens we carry. We all have them, and. Uh, you know, Shelly Wizen knows all about that. She's the founder and CEO of the Soul Diving Institute. Uh, she's also the author of What Do You Bring to the Table? A Savory, Sensory, and Inspirational Guide to Living a Yummy, Delicious Life. So I think she wants us to go from the ghosts and the skeletons to yummy, delicious. So what do you think, Shelly? Welcome back. How are you? I'm good. Thanks again. I love this show. I love talking about all these different topics that... Uh that are to be talked about. You know, I like that. So thanks. It's always fun to play with you. Well, you too. And as a transformational life coach, when you think about ghosts in the closet, how much of that is really the baggage of the past? How much of that is sometimes a really positive and sometimes the stuff that's when you look at people's life situations of what's pulling them back and making them go forward, what percentage do you think does the past bear on our shoulders? Well, the percentage depends on the filter that we're using mm-hmm. and how much of the memory of the past has control over us. How much do we allow it in and how much do we kind of put the the cap on it? And mm-hmm. um, we all have a past. We wouldn't be here without a past. And some of us have had experiences that have been pretty traumatic in our past. And so we have a tendency of, of squashing them, of suppressing mm-hmm. them, of not letting them come out. And therefore they kind of haunt us. It's interesting that it's almost Halloween because these memories of the past, they become ghosts and goblins and skeletons because they, they give us a feeling of, whoa, they give us a gloom and a doomy kind of eerie feeling like something's going to get you like the boogeyman or something, you Mm -hmm. know, and they don't feel the feelings from those memories don't, they don't feel very good. They feel bad. Mm -hmm. And we're walking around with a mask too. Right. And we're walking around with a mask. We could use Halloween as the whole analogy of today's talk because We walk around with a mask. Half the time, we don't show our vulnerability. We don't want to let somebody know what we're really feeling. We cover it up with some, you know, um, fine. I'm, I'm working on a, on a project that, uh, one of the songs in the project is called fine. And it's all about how people say they're fine when they're really not. So a lot of people already carry these ghosts and goblins and skeletons. In and keep them in their closet very nice and neatly, even. Mm-hmm. So it's up to us to go, huh, you know what? If we were Ghostbusters and we had that machine that could evaporate and vaporize things, we could do the same thing with these memories because mm. don't exist here. Mm. Yeah. It's- Just our memories and fragments of energy of thought that brings us to a place that really truly doesn't feel very good. So, yeah. We yeah. Have- and, and at the same time, we have a lot of triggers and that also, and if you don't move past it, 
I mean, what happens if you go to work with someone just that, cause we all go to work, right? right. And you have someone like a boss who just is this, it maybe reminds you of your father or your someone that did something to you. And, and so you're now living with a trigger or, you know, it could be anything, right? But if it's a consistent trigger, you better deal with it or move, get out of it, right? That's right. That's exactly right. Yes. Because when we carry the past with us, especially if they're negative thoughts and they're negative experiences, we project those thoughts and negative experiences onto whoever we're in front of. You know, I mean, I can only speak that being married and and having some um, negative experiences from my childhood and bringing them forth into the marriage whenever my husband would say something that sounded remotely like my mother, I would be triggered by it. Mm. I would yeah. be triggered by it. Now, he may or may not have meant the things he said in the way that she might have meant them. But it didn't. It doesn't matter because when we're triggered, we're triggered by something that we are feeling. But it's based on the belief around the experience that we had. And if we haven't either forgiven that person or gone, allowed ourselves to even feel the pain in the first place, mm. then oh. it's harder to let go of when we so, stuff. Yeah, Awareness, you have a, a great article and everybody, it's up on Blend Radio ntv.com and all the links are in the show notes also for shelly which is shellywizen.com and you want to go there he's got some great ebooks some great courses all kinds of things to help you work through everything we're talking about today but you say we have to recognize the power of the past kind of like what we're talking about right but then you have to kind of like really look at it like you can recognize it like maybe you're, i think we're so good at shelving things like you're saying stuffing it under that sometimes I know adults that just didn't realize that really some crappy things happened to them until later in life. And then, holy moly, you know, it's like sometimes we have to realize, why don't we, we have an instant dislike to people like a certain person. Then we find out, oh, they look just like this person over here that did this. Meantime, this person that we just met is probably super cool, but you're making them that other person just over their looks, right? So. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to really look at it, ooh, do we have to go to therapists for this kind of stuff? Depends on the level, right? <laughs> depends on the level. Of course, it depends on the level. You can certainly go to a life coach or a like you, worker, yeah, or um, uh, somebody that uh, you we you could even go to a friend that you trust a hundred percent with what you're experiencing and just start to identify and start to get in touch with what it is because, and it's always helpful, of course, if you have a a coach or a guide or mentor or somebody who can give you a reflection of um, like serve as a mirror, but have the intention of the mirror with the highest and greatest good Mm. as the intention, because Mm. otherwise you're trusting somebody with your life and with your vulnerability and with these, these past memories that may take you down a road that you'll you might even feel worse if you mm. you share yourself with somebody who doesn't regard you doesn't respect you and doesn't hold you in high esteem they could crush it i i did a workshop once called um my life reimagined and in there there was an exercise 
where I partnered people up to share their dreams and bought mm-hmm. a carton of eggs, raw eggs. And I had, I wrote my dream on it and I had each partner hold it and share it with the other partner and give them the egg while they were sharing their dream. And what it, what it represents is that dreams and, and vulnerabilities and things that you share from a very, um, you know, uh, deep, deep place can be crushed in a matter of seconds Mm -hmm. if you're not sharing it with a person who can hold the space for you with honor and dignity and regard. So the, when we talk about unveiling the skeletons to make sure that whoever you're going to share that with, and I would highly recommend or do a writing exercise to ask yourself, what has, what are the triggers and mm-hmm. where did that memory, where's that memory stem from? Where did it begin? Where's your first memory of that? So mm-hmm. that you can then go and understand why you're feeling the way you're feeling and why you're triggered the way you're triggered. And then, then move into the art of forgiveness, which is really important because once Mm. we identify something that hurts, Mm. it hurts. And we want to blame the person that hurt us. Mm -hmm. We do. We want to, what if it's yourself even? Well, that we want to blame that person too. We want to blame ourselves, but in a hurtful way. When we want to blame somebody else, we want to kind of uh, uh, get ourselves off the hook when we blame somebody else. But when we blame ourselves, it's equally as destructive mm-hmm. because then you're, there's no room for this human experience to exist mm-hmm. without judging it harshly, condemning mm-hmm. it crucifying ourselves when we make a mistake or crucifying each other, putting the nails in the palms and, you know, nailing us up on the cross. I mean, there are, there are things in relationships that don't deserve that kind of punishment, but we, and who are we to do it either? You know what I mean? Totally. But I think anger and emotion, raw pain, like sometimes when you go through these things, you can have intense raw pain, which turns to anger that can go a little awry. If you don't have the right, person there or program to, to right. give you that pathway and then to talk about forgiveness forgiveness is a very 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 uh, hard thing for a lot of people at different times and different stages of different things right and forgiveness um i remember you know when my mom's brother was murdered if to turn around and say oh we forgive the guy who murdered him that's not an easy call but through the years, you know, like I've, I'm a little bit quicker than Nancy, but that's her best friend growing. You know, that's a little, that's going to take time and reckoning and understanding. And it's hard. That's a hard thing to understand. It's a really difficult, difficult thing. But yeah. how do you, so I'm going on an extreme thing, right? But I know people listening, everyone's got something very extreme and very little. But it does tag into the same thing. Forgiveness comes from kind of, you've got to look at the other person. People don't, that's an extreme example, but it's a real one. And it's a real thing in that that man was mentally ill. So there's a forgiveness with that. And if he was a psychopath, 
you also have to forgive that because that's also kind of a mental illness, right? Not so, kind of. <laughs> it, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's oh, wow. at, at, at the end of the day, no matter what it was, something was wrong for yeah. someone to do that. And when you're talking about people kind of nailing each other across, like, oh, you did this, that's it. Well, then that's like putting an animal in a zoo that was free. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So how do you, how do we get past that? Because it's like almost just when someone's done something that is bad, how do we like let go of that and reckon with ourselves to move forward? Because we'll sit with that hurt. Yeah. For decades. Well, we I know people like it. that. Yeah. And as humans, we can't comprehend a lot of stuff like that. Tragedies, mm-hmm. you know, people, Sandy, uh, what is that? Um, Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, how can we reconcile? We can't even comprehend the idea that somebody would take a gun and shoot children like Mm -hmm. that. I mean, that we can't comprehend it. So I, I think there are things that happen in our lives that we cannot comprehend as human beings and they're not for us to comprehend. And so I don't know. I mean, it's we don't make it right by forgiving. We don't make it at okay. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly the thing we need to remember. Yeah, you're not don't, saying it's okay. We're not condoning it. We're not saying it's okay that he did that. Oh, I'm. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not even saying it was okay for my mom to hit us with a belt. Mm-mm. You know, I forgive her, but I'm not saying it's okay that she she did that. And you learn not to do it yourself, you know. I I broke the I broke that one. I mm-hmm. broke the generational chain of abuse on that one, and mm-hmm. I feel honored. I feel honored that I had to experience that in order to break it. So, when you say forgiving, like let's let's go to your mom and look at that because it's like you forgave her. How did that bring you peace? And does it does it? it you're not condoning saying it's right, but going everybody's different. Like, how do you go through that process of forgiveness to kind of let yourself genuinely be free, not just go, okay, forgive her. That's it. And move on the next day. You know, you can't just have a cocktail and say, okay, I forgive you and move on. There's a little bit more. Yeah, there is substance to that. I, what I did was, um, I actually had a recognition. This might sound crazy to anybody that's listening. I had a recognition that my mom was an angel of pain and that she taught me how not to be. Oh. And how she taught me how not to treat children, treat her children, treat my children. And I learned a lot of, I learned the, I think the biggest lesson was how not to be. Mm. I did not want to, and she, in order for her to endure being in her body in the way that she was, I mean, she was not a happy woman. Doesn't so sound she like was, it. She was mentally not well. Mm. And so it's, you know, you look and you go, God, they're, they're broken in a, in a certain way. And there was nothing I could do to help her get happy. Mm. That's why I married my mother three times. Mm. I, I, was trying so hard to make someone else happy. Thus that this can opener symbol. 
that I can't pry someone's heart open if they don't want it open. I can't mm. make someone happy. And and that comes along with forgiveness. And so part of what we're talking about is, okay, so we kind of move to looking at our past, acknowledging the fact that we have some ghosts and goblins and skeletons there. What are they? And how are they impacting us? And what do we believe about them? And then, okay, if it, if there was another person involved in it, forgiving them and forgiving ourselves, it's mm. treating ourselves. We're not treating yes. ourselves with kindness and love mm. and honor and dignity. I mean, we sometimes treat other people better than we do ourselves. Oh, big time, you big know. time. And, and and people that are treating you bad, you're allowed to also say no and also, you know, forgive them for being an a hole. You know. You know, right. We always get what we just have to be realistic about this, yeah. but it's okay because you go, okay, we're just at a different place in life. That's kind of where I look at it. Right. You know, you can get upset. People can make people upset. Of course. Well, we have emotions. That's why we're in a physical body. We do feel things. That's why we're in a physical body. So we can feel things. Mm-hmm. When we're not in a physical body, we don't feel the same being in a physical body because we have emotions and we yeah. have something that we touch that's physical. Mm. So it goes along with the whole package of ha- being in this avatar, you know, mm. in this in this body of ours. So mm. one of the ways is okay. So you learn to acknowledge that somebody else's soul journey is certainly not the way you would want your soul journey, mm. and if mm-hmm. they're you know, if that that person who does terrible things, I mean, he must be miserable inside or maybe not even conscious of being miserable mm-hmm. or not being miserable, have no consciousness, you know, which I kind of doubt because everybody's got some consciousness. Otherwise, we wouldn't be alive. But one of the ways to uh, let go of or not even let go of or not pay attention to, and I think that's what it is. When we get a, mm. we get a haunting, we get something that, you know, brings us back into a situation that's unpleasant. We kind of transport ourselves back into that unpleasant experience instead of embracing the present. Mm. Instead of really being here in the moment and being thankful and grateful and breathing into this moment so that we can leave those ghosts of the past behind so we come to a place of of present mindfulness and present uh gratitude you know mm. and so that and i think gratitude is really a one of the greatest gifts because when we think about appreciating who we are where we are what we have where you know all of that and everything around us it helps us to get in the present yeah. And the gratitude, I think you're really right. I know we're going to talk about that next month too, you know, right. is, but it, it is true because some of the negative things that are, are ghosts and skeletons, whether we created them or someone else created them, because that's the two way street, right? Right. Or any kind of weird situation, you know, right. we have them from childhood all the way through our adult lives. And the gratitude, sometimes you don't see the lesson and there's lessons in all the negativity. There's lessons in pain. If you don't feel pain, you don't feel love. You know, it's that yin yang thing. And I think you're, you're really right about that. The gratitude sometimes just 
you don't feel it yet that you're going to be grateful for it because you haven't learned the yes, the lesson yet. And sometimes that lesson can come 10 years later. You know, um, there's some negative things that have happened to me in life, like really serious, just, yeah. And like everybody, right? And later in life, I've been able to use it to help other people in certain ways and talk it through. And, um, you know, and it's like, yeah, however, those things will still haunt you. They will still mess at you. Mess, you know, it's like almost like the monkey mind chatter, those yeah. negative things. Like when you try to meditate, it's like, ning, 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 right? And when you're trying to just be present, like, you know, you're supposed to be present. Like, ning, 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 ning. And it's almost like these little devils going on your shoulder and you need to just tell them, yeah, dust you off. You know, um, you can tell them where to go in whatever language you want. I have a colorful language. And move on. You're allowed to say no. And I wonder if that's part of the moving forward is like, no, I have already recognized you. You don't belong here. Go home. And like you would if you were expelling a ghost. Get the right. hell out of my house. Right. <laughs> exactly. Literally. Because your your body is your house. Your body is your temple. Your body is your being that's housing all of these things. Especially Thought, the emotion and the spiritual and the, all yeah. Of all of it. We can't separate ourselves from any of it. So, mm. yeah, I I think that's a beautiful, beautiful analogy and a beautiful way to look at that. And uh, what? I don't know what somebody else's soul journey is supposed to be. Mm. Like even my mom's maybe. And I think when I hit on the recognition that she was an angel of pain, I forgave her all of a sudden I started crying and I realized that she's she really couldn't help herself that this was her soul's journey to mm -hmm. embody that sense of depression, pain, anxiety, mm -hmm. not feeling love, not feeling enough, not knowing how to give love, looking at her children as objects, treating them as objects, not as humans. You know, mm -hmm. she didn't have the wherewithal to do that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just read something the other day. Uh, Robin Williams said he discovered a disease uh, that earthlings have, and it's called loneliness. <laughs> yeah. And oh, my God, that touched me so deeply, mm -hmm. especially knowing that he didn't he wasn't happy in his own life. And he was funny. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he said some very, very funny, 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 funny things. Mm -hmm. And here he was inside of himself feeling this loneliness, this disease, this disconnection that we have mm -hmm. with this world. And I mean, even mm -hmm. this Halloween business, there are ghosts and goblins and skeletons and all of those things are disconnected to mm -hmm. this world. They're in some other haunted world. Yeah. And we allow them to come back in. We It's like we open up the doors for the hauntings to come in. And to be scared, people like to be scared. But then I also think at the other end of it is like we have the Day of the Dead coming up at the end, right? Uh -huh. And it's a celebration of life and those who have passed on. And it's also kind of like looking at the ghosts in the face, looking at the, you know, looking. It's like you say in your article, you know, unveil, you know. And that's so funny because that's like the other side of marriage is take the veil off, but all yeah. the ghosts have veils. Right. So that's kind of funny too. I was yeah, looking at that. That's a good one. But um, there's something about the, the passing of death and people that have not, you know, the ghost is a, such a perfect word for this because, you know, it's like the ghost is not quite gone. 
to the other side of whatever side you want to believe in, right? Right. It's the lingerer because right. it hasn't been shooed. It hasn't been pulled. It hasn't, it's just like, I'm not done yet. It's got unfinished business. And it's so you should let it know we're done. Like you've paid your check at the restaurant. You can now go to your car. The valet is waiting. Right. You know? So right. it's an interesting thing. And so I feel like um, Halloween and all of this is almost like the full circle. And you're allowed to go. Boo, it's you're it this time tag. So we, what about rituals of doing things? So like I was saying, you can't just go, okay, I forgive you and move on. You know, I remember Nancy and I, we did this burning ceremony where people that would hurt us or like just kept bugging us and women, right? If someone has annoyed us and hurt our feelings or said, oh, you look fat, like, you know, how does that, we all get pissy with that, right? It mm -hmm. doesn't just, we're not pissy, it hurts. Yeah. And so if someone said something negative, it starts. And you don't, how, how we never sleep until it's all solved and done. What do we do? You're not just something over that, but I mean, I know people that had that happen from a childhood and then went, you know, anorexic, you know, so this stuff can compi compound like interest, right? Yes. Not the nice interest we want in the bank account. Right. That's right. So anyway, we, we, I don't know what we were reading, but we decided, okay. So we had a burning ceremony and whatever was really that annoying stuff. And it wasn't just um people, right? It was just behaviors. It was, okay, I'm doing this and it needs to go. So the ghosts are not just people and, and things people have said or done. It's just like, you know what? I keep eating too many M&Ms every single day. I need to get rid of it. And that is one of my ghosts. It's one of those like bad habits. So we wrote it down, write down whatever it was. And we burned it and sent it on its way. And it felt like it was like the death of the ghosts. Right. Of M&Ms. So, what, yeah, or whatever. I'm just making fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I had to go yeah. from murder to that. So, you know, yeah, so yeah. what, what, um, what, what do you think about rituals like that kind of thing? I love rituals like that. Um, I, I think it's really important when we bring an intention into any ritual that we do and burning transmuting energy is a beautiful way to do that. You know, when you want to let go of something, you you put it in the fire and and you transmute it. And the same when you want to bring something in, you burn it. So it's transmuting energy so that it can go and it can come. You know, and then we allow whatever wants to come to come and we allow whatever needs to go to go. Mm -hmm. And um, burning is good. Um, uh, you could even uh interestingly enough you could even drink water and infuse the water with what you want to have come in love mm. and honor and joy and infuse just put words on the water and you know mm. drink it i mean you could create anything and make it a ritual you could light a match and you know light a candle you could you could there's so many different ways that you could bring intention into the ritual the most mm. Thing is bringing in the intention because when mm -hmm. and and I I love the word intention and I love to break down that word because when you break down that word it also connects with attention mm -hmm. it also connects with tending you tend to something when you pay attention to it you're tending to it and it you're takes time 
attention and giving attention. And when we do that, then again, you're embracing and bringing in this moment of time and making that more important than what happened in Mm. the past so that the past doesn't have a stranglehold on you so Mm. that it stops you. And that's why when I got divorced and I discovered the um, can opener, it stopped the pattern. It stopped the experience Mm. that I had to experience over and over and over. It's like dying, coming back, coming back, but, but with the same scenario, just different people. Mm. It stopped that cycle. And Mm. so find a symbol, find a symbol that will help to uh, give you an idea of letting go of the past. I mean, I, I created this, this kit here filled with symbols. I've got all kinds of symbols in this. Oh, I like the glasses. Yes. Those are and cool. That, that has to do with, um, uh, and there's a little booklet that explains what each one of these little symbols. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's really a fun, fun, fun kit. And, um, what, and so find yourself a symbol. That will symbolize letting go of something or symbolize the way in which you see something or symbolize the way in which you do something, you mm. know, that it's different. It changes. Or it, or like if something triggers you that you don't allow the trigger to get you. You just recognize it. Sometimes you can step back and look at it as an observer mm. of things that come up in your mind instead of judging them so quickly or crucifying yourself about them or being hurt all over again. The other thing is to take it from the right brain and put it into the left brain, Mm. the memory. When you take the memory from the left brain to the right, from the right brain to the left brain, you're no longer traumatized by the experience. Because the left brain, it goes, it's all business here. We're kicking you out. You're costing too much money. (laughs) The right brain goes, we want to play with you. Yeah. Well, it's not the emotional side of the brain. The right brain is the emotional side. So if something happens that's similar, that triggers something when you were a child or whenever that trauma happened, you'll re-traumatize yourself all over again. There's a there's a, um, a technique called EMDR and they have EMDR machines where they you take memories and you take them from the right brain to the left brain. And then they like get traumatized. And I you do that with hypnosis as well. I had that done and boy, mm. it it changed my whole life because I'm so no longer this- but this really goes into PTSD for people too. That too, yeah, yeah. If you've exactly been to, in military in the war, you know exactly. I mean, it it took like when we went through wildfires. I mean, we didn't sleep for over a year and a half. I was waiting yeah. for the next wildfire, and by golly, they were there. Because it yeah. was a genuine, real fear. Yeah. And by the time we got through it, I didn't understand PTSD, and I was helping people. I was getting this, getting that. Yeah. Bah, 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 bah. I was like, woo. Yeah. By the time we were done with it and emotionally yeah. a wreck. And it took about, and we had a, a very deep spiritual friend who just looked at me and she said, Lisa, you have PTSD. And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, you're, you're burned out. Let's, let's talk it through. You've been doing this, this, this. Yep, yep, yep. And it's okay. Now the fires are gone. You're allowed to sleep. You need yep. to allow, you need to tell your body you've done your business. It's time. Yep. You can right. say goodbye to this. So it's very similar to what you're saying. We had right. to say those goodbye. Are, those are the ghosts, the goblins, and the skeletons. Those TSD experiences are exactly those. Exactly wow. those. Wow. So we can and get so, through it. 
Yeah, we can get because God, God can't we just be happy? We want to have a good time. We want to be like the dog that rolls out on its back and shows its belly and says, "Look exactly. at me." And just hangs out. Yeah, because when you let it all hang out, you don't have any ghosts. You're just like, "Look at me. I'm open. I'm free. Exactly. I feel safe in my world and exactly. good in my environment." Right. Because we can, you know, it's it is about us. We create our happiness no matter what is going on around us. That's true. Look at Ben Frank, man. I was go no right. matter what. Look at her. Look at her. She created her own happiness. That's right. Or did you see that movie Life is Beautiful? Oh, yes. I mean, talk about that cry. Talk about tears. Oh, jeez. From the beginning. Oh. <laughs> I mean, see? oh my god. Oh, That's see now, now there you go. That you got was, it now. That was touching. Oh man, but, but that's but that's the thing. Um, I wonder sometimes about doing habits like you you walk in the morning, like walking, and taking some time for ourselves because I think sometimes the ghosts get hold of us while everything else in the world is we're so busy rushing around, right? Doing, doing, doing that we need to actually take time to go. Okay. I'm going to go after the ghosts now, like breathe in and look at it as like part of your job. Right. You know, kind of look at it that way and, and take some time out. I think every time you come on a show, it reminds me and I know for other listeners and, and viewers that, hey, we need to take time out for ourselves because I think that's actually the hardest thing is to take time out for ourselves, not to go party and vacation, all that. Oh, that's good. We need to do that. But I mean, to that look at us as part of our own life, as part of our own, you know, we look at our careers, but we need to look at us internally. Right. You know, and what helps, what helps is to look down and look at where your feet are planted. Mm. When you look down and see where your feet are planted, it brings you into this moment of time. And then all the memories around what you are at building memories in the process of creating a memory because you're having an experience. <clears throat> but when we can appreciate this moment that I get to talk to you in this moment, we get to spend these minutes together in this moment, talking about this stuff, talking about uh, finding ways to dive a little deeper, make life a little easier, a little mm-hmm. happier, a little better, you know, and and just chip away and find ways to be happier, to talk about mm-hmm. being happy, to notice what's around us to be happy, that we do have a roof over our head. And and I mean, it's interesting. I When I say things like that, then I wonder, well, what are the homeless ha- grateful for? <clears throat> they have... Because I always say have a roof over your head, food in your stomach, you know, a bed to sleep in. And then, but if if this applies to all human beings, then, you know, you can bring it down to everybody's particular situation. And maybe a homeless person who just got a dollar will be grateful for that dollar, you know, mm-hmm. will be grateful for a, a, a little bottle of water. I mean, we mm-hmm. can grateful for literally anything if we allow ourselves to be grateful Mm -hmm. and that helps us to be in the present moment and not stay in the past with all of yeah so it's kind of a choice between negative and positive yeah that too yeah Mm -hmm. and and not allow and uh, because the negative will bring you down in your confidence too which is not good in your your life 
we're going to feel negative anyway. We can't help it. I don't want to be. We're I don't want to be. We're wired that way. It just means we get a choice. How long are we going to stay there? Mm. So I wonder if that's our life lesson on this round. You know, right. or I wonder if like eons ago, did we come in all positive and screw it up? <laughs> no, no. I'll tell you why. Because as cave people, and I think we've talked about this before, mm. we are wired for impending danger because that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we cannot help it. And when we were cave people, we were always on high alert. So survival mode. Yeah. And eat us around the bend. Yeah. You know, we don't, you can't just the la, 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 la. And all of a sudden a tiger is there. You know, you have to be on high alert. Mm-hmm. We are wired that way to be positive is, mm-hmm. is something that we've nurtured in our minds. Mm-hmm. Because but it we, doesn't mean, doesn't mean we don't stay, we aren't aware. That's right. what I think. Sometimes people, oh, you're just being la, la, la. No, you can be positive. And down to earth and realistic and aware all at the same time. Yeah, of course. Of course. And we can be aware of the fact that we're wired for impending danger. Knowing that, I think we're doing pretty damn well. And and knowing that stuff happens all the time. You better have a good time time. while you're here. Darn it, man. You better laugh. You better say, do, eat. And listen, I don't, you know, our doctors all tell us what to do, but once in a while, eat that damn chocolate cake or whatever it is that it appeals to you and have some fun because, you know, maybe we come back and we don't know how we're going to come back. We don't know that. If we do, we don't. I don't know. We don't know. Maybe we will be the next ghost in a closet. I don't want to. Well, I do want to haunt people. I think that would be fun. Would you, wouldn't you want to haunt someone just for fun? I don't know. Just kind of give them a little, like, hello. Little nudge. Yeah, just kind of a little, not negative, not a negative yeah. ghosty thing, right. but kind of a positive. Well, I've had a positive ghost experience where I felt very, very warm and loving, and I thought it was my Nana. Oh. And it was the most warm, like, it was, like, um, embryonic feeling. Mm, That's beautiful. the best way I could say, and it was warm, warm, loving, incredible, just incredible credible incredible um thing and um so i feel like that was i can't explain it i'm not being weird and woo woo um but it was the most amazing feeling like if you could do that i'd come back and do that to people you know that'd be pretty cool we all need to feel that woo 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 yeah it was nice and not woo woo in in romance i mean like woo that was like you know care yeah, yeah. And something a little mysterious, something a little, you know. And there's I'm, naughty and cheeky, somebody pinched your butt. Uh, but then, oh, we, we we end up in court now. You know, uh, we can't do that, you know. Yeah. But you know what I mean. You're not yeah. to do anything crass, but yeah, 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 no, I love this. And I love this topic because it just, you know, reminds people to get out of the way. Get on with it. Get out of your own way or the other thing that's in your way. Like get past the roadblock, right? Right. Um, you talk about embracing the presence in your article, seeking support. So I say call Shelly. There you go. Did I, I do good? Shellywizen.com. Get your books. Go on your website. Right. Get your courses. Do you yeah. still take on individual clients? 
Yes, I do. In fact, I was just going to share that um, one of my uh, clients is, he said, you know, I have a question that I don't think you'll expect, and I'm not really sure if you can answer it. And and then he said, you know, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to meet a woman. Where do you think I ought to take her? <laughs> As I told him, you can ask me anything and we can talk about anything. And that's one thing I love about not being pigeonholed into um, or having a degree per se or, or to find to be a psychologist or social work. You have to follow certain regulations, mm-hmm. which are certainly, you know, above board, but you can't really share yourself personally. And mm-hmm. the one thing I love about um, even the certifications in transformational life coaching is that we can share ourselves and mm-hmm. ourselves, they give a, an example of some things that they might, you know, like. And so I feel that as a coach, we can talk about anything. I want mm-hmm. all of my clients to feel so safe and so comforted in my arms and in my spiritual heart that they can talk about anything with me. They need the Nana feel that I was talking about. Yeah, exactly. And that too, and my grandchildren. And mm-hmm. I, just highly have such high esteem for my grandchildren and in our conversations. I mean, oh my God, they're fantastic conversations. So, but I think it's important to get um, counsel from someone other than who's always close to you, maybe friends, family, your spouse or some, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a, a, a separate viewpoint Yeah. because sometimes people know you too well and will harp on things that, they will live the ghost in your face. Right. You know what I mean? They'll keep picking on you on something that is the thing that gets you. Like family members do that. We're yeah. getting to the holiday season around the Thanksgiving table. Someone's going to tell that one story that keeps right. hurting your feelings, keeps right. hurting your feelings. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you, you, you don't go to them for help. Right. You know, but even though you, you love them, they're your family member, whatever, yeah. it always comes up and you know, it's coming. You're like, yeah. This time I go, I'm not going to let, you know, so-and-so trigger me yeah, when they tell yeah. me my hair looks like crap or yeah, why don't you have a boyfriend yet? You right. know, all that stuff. Don't trigger. Don't, don't. And then, you know, you go home and slam that bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's yeah. like, you know, so I think we're getting into trigger season. Let me put it that way. And I think, yeah. you know, Maybe doing these exercises this month. I'm glad your your interview is October 1st. Gives yeah. you 31 days, and you've got the beginning of November. You go you've all the way, and when you get to Thanksgiving, you've got your armor on. Right. Get right? your groundedness. You get your groundedness. Yeah. Feel, feel secure in your sense of well being, so you don't end up giving this to anybody else. Over I think. I think you need to do some holiday crash courses online. Some group crash courses for folks to everybody (laughs) before we go you know it's yeah yeah, i think that would be good but always a pleasure shelly everyone shellywizen.com she's here every first sunday go to her website she's got great tools on there follow her on social media facebook instagram are the main two places right for folks to keep up with you yep and of course if you go to blendradioandtv.com just type in Shelly Wizen. It's W-H-I-Z-I-N. Uh, you can read her past articles, listen to her past interviews, and all that good stuff. So thank you so much, Shelly. 
Thank you, too. Thanks, Lisa. I'm going to go play Ghostbusters now and eat marshmallows. Oh, I love it. Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio's Soul Diving Sunday show featuring transformational life coach Shelly Wizen. Follow Shelly at ShellyWizen.com. Follow us at BigBlendRadio.com. <laughs>